Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello, welcome to Monsters University. It's been a minute, so let's kick it off with a good evil laugh. Okay, now that we're feeling good and evil, uh, welcome everyone to episode 15 of Monsters University. Everybody's back from spring break. Uh, we are back from the Crazy Clown episode. And we are here at the university. So let's go ahead and introduce everybody. You want to start off, Roxy? I am Roxy Moth. I will be playing Camilla today. Awesome, Ricky. Hey there, I'm Ricky X, and I'll be playing Chasworth. Div. Hi, I'm Robot Div, and I'll be playing Bender. And Dahlia. Awesome. And I'm Jane Judge. I'll be your dungeon master. Um, and you can catch us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time right here on twitch.tv slash Jane Judge. And if you miss some of this episode or you just want to support mutual aid, you can go on Thursdays and check us out at twitch.tv slash suede collective and drop us some coins and hang out. Um, some of us come to the live streams and chat too. So say hello. Okay, and with that, let's move into our recap from last time. So it's been a few weeks, and the clown dimension that you entered from Hoki was almost like a fever dream. It's now a memory. You uh, can recall the like long days back of travel through the astral void. It was uneventful. Um, you made a lot of ramen in the ship's food delivery system. Um, you discovered that candy is not something that you can eat all day, every day, and you missed real food. And we're very happy to be back on planet Earth. Um, you all landed and parked the spaceship in the school parking garage and hangar and turned it over to the appropriate authorities. And your lives have gone mostly back to normal at Monsters U. You've been going to classes, you've been hanging out with your friends. And today, um, this morning, before class, we're going to zoom in on Camilla the Thunder's bedroom. So, it's pretty wild in here. Um, there's ropes, there's toys, there's a big blanket thrown over the bed that's covered in lots of fun stuff. And uh, Camilla and Florian are in the middle of it. Florian's got her wings kind of tied up behind her and like uh, sort of a hobbler position on her arms. And what is Camilla doing with her? I think I want to tie her up in like a nice, nice ribbony bow. Mm, so this is like sort of an ornate shibari kind of situation. You spend a lot of time in the ritual of it. Yeah. Um, but Florian keeps looking out your window. Your window kind of uh, is over the top of the, the front of the residential hall. So you can see the big main area where everyone goes in. And you can see the entrance to the like little garden along the side. You notice Florian's like distracted. As you've got her tied up, she's like peeking around the walls. I'll make a mental note of that as I shut the curtains. Oh. Give her a quick slap across the face to get her attention. 
feels good, but leave the curtains open. I, I want someone to see us. Well, is that all? Yes, um, yes. You know I've got a little exhibition aside in me. Suppose in that case the curtains can stay open. Thank you, Thunder. Well, don't stop. Slap me again. And now you're the one giving me orders? Oh no, you'll have to punish me. I grab a riding crop from the pile of toys. Florian winces a little as you pick it up, but then you use it gently on her and she like leans into you. Yes. I'll take it to her breasts. She's loving it and sort of like hamming up her reactions, uh, making sure you get the like big meaty marks on the sides. Um, but she does keep peeking out the window. And then you notice she sees somebody out there. She's watching. Maybe you're hitting her a little harder, trying to get her attention. Let's see if I can make her, make her react a little bit. I want to make some noise, see if I can get the attention of the passersby. Okay. Uh, Florian leans into it with you. She's like getting louder, little like kind of uh, birdie squeaks <laughs> as you're hurting her more and more. She's like, yes, more, I love it. And still she's peeking out this window. And then her phone beeps. She says that, oh, uh, I gotta go. You mind taking me down? Uh, I'll be back this afternoon. Very suspicious. Oh, suspicious. It's just my bird watching group. You know we like to go fly in the morning. I was expecting to have you here a little bit longer. Yeah, I promise I'll be back this afternoon. Is that enough for you? As soon as you can be. Of course. I'll uh, let you know if we see any cool birds or, uh, you know, pick on any little humans. I'll cut her out of the ribbons. She makes sure to like follow your uh, come out rituals and thank you for it and uh, appreciates the little marks on her arms before she takes off. Um, she grabs her backpack and gives you a little kiss on the cheek and starts booking it down the hallway. Do you want to peek out of your window and see if you can see what she was looking at? That was going to be my next, my next thing I wanted to do. Go okay. check out what's outside. So you pull the curtains back and it's only been a few minutes since she left, but you notice she's down there still. She must have run down the hallway and now she's like looking at the footprints in the ground. She's got a little camera out. She's taking a quick picture. Who is she tracking? Who says you think that she puts the camera back in her pocket, looks around, and she takes to the air, flies off. 
her big, like, gray, um, powerful wings flapping as she moves through the sky. So right now, I'll try to put it out of my mind and close the curtain. Okay. You've got class to go to anyway in a few minutes. So you pack up your bags and head to class. And the rest of you all head to class, too. And you meet in the lunchroom after your first round of studies. Um... <clears throat> Let me take you to the lunchroom. Okay, here you all are, sitting down, relaxing after your first full day back at classes, hanging out. Um, you are all ravenous after eating candy uh, for an entire few days. Um, you're chowing down on your preferred stuff. Zizix has a big plate of pizza. Uh, Bender's got a big plate of brains and human body parts. Um, you know, everyone's got their preferred food. Um, and you notice, as you're all eating, Headmistress Taliba is making a beeline for your table. She's got a big plate full of mashed potatoes and wiggly maggots and brain lentil mush, and she's walking over to your table. Heads up, everyone. Hello, my little heroes. So, how are you all settling back in? Settling fine. Good, 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 good. And you especially. I know this one might have hit a little closer, Zizix. You sure you're all right? Take some time to reply. Yes, I'm okay. Of course, of course. Now, one bad clown does not clown's bad make. Yes, that's that's the way the saying goes. <laughs> right, well, I just wanted to update you on a few things that happened uh, with Hokie's ship and with the things that we found in it. You know, the lawyers from hell have gone through a full comb-over of every square inch of the place, and they've saved a few monsters, the ones who weren't too far gone. So... Take solace in that, at least. Although we did lose quite a few of our comrades here. Ooh. Truly a tragedy. But I would like you to know also that we've discovered Hokie's plans. I don't know how much you knew about what she was really doing, but you know that she was sucking the energy out of monsters, growing more powerful. Did she tell you anything about why? No, we assumed she was just uh, trying to get started, take over or something. Yeah, she said if she ate, she gets stronger. Yes, it seemed that way to us at first, but there were these coded messages. We weren't sure what they meant. And we haven't been able to decipher them yet, although I have my top people on it. Uh, Hasno, you know, he's working very hard. But I think there was something more to it. There was a reason that Hoagie wanted all this power. I think she was going to punish people for not liking her clown artistry thinking her popcorn was too sweet. I think she just felt like an outcast. So, while she's not defeated, I do think she may come back for you all. I think she may feel wronged, and I want you all to know that if anything happens, the school is going to be here for you. Thank you, Headmistress. Yes, of course. Now, and Taliba sort of like sits down and sweeps into a chair that was not offered. Well, I suppose I have a more delicate question to ask you. We think 
We think that Hokie was friends with Florian. You all know her, right? You know, the harpy with the big wings. Think they were working together. Well, I don't know. It seems like they've been exchanging messages. We know that this little coded note came from Florian, and she sort of like waves a piece of paper in your face. But we still haven't been able to figure out what it says. And don't worry, as soon as we decipher the message, I'll let you know. But I just wanted to know if you knew why they might have been communicating. Don't you have photo of the message? Oh, uh, well, this is classified, of course. I don't even have permission to truly be showing it to you, but. I did think that you might have some insight on it. You specifically, Camilla, which is why I asked. May I take a look at it? Yes, of course. She hands it over. It looks like backwards letters, sideways letters. They're just garbled. There's no sense that you can make out of it, unfortunately. And you and Florian didn't really communicate in coded ways. No, it doesn't look familiar to me. No, nothing. All right. Well, it was worth a try. And um, maybe bring it up with her. It's not a crime, right, to communicate with somebody who's done crimes, but uh, the coded nature of these messages makes us a little suspicious. I just don't want anyone getting in trouble. I'll look into it. Thank you. Good, good. I'm glad you understand. Well must go eat my maggots and she stands up and picks up her big heaping plate of food and goes and sits at the teacher's table well this just keeps getting weirder and weirder she made this hmm. i wish they let us keep the ship that was my takeaway from that <laughs> it was a nice ship hmm. So much candy. So we're gonna hunt down Floria now? <laughs> oh. well, we might want to talk to her before the lawyers start coming after her. I guess better we, we talk to her than them. Okay, Especially if Hopi was manipulating her. You take a peek around the lunchroom. You don't see Florian in here. Hmm. That's weird. She, she, I was going to say she usually eats around this time. I haven't seen her. I saw her this morning, and she kind of headed out in a hurry. Looked like she was investigating something. Hmm. Why don't we go take a look at the field outside my door? see if we can figure out what she was looking at. Okay. So that's pretty close to the cafeteria. You all pack up your lunch and head out and move over to the residential buildings. You see there's the big front door uh, of the residential building and then coming around the side is like a little sort of garden gate and there's like a, a shed door, one of those like storm doors that opens from the bottom. It goes into maybe a basement or storage area. Mm -hmm. 
Are the tracks from earlier still here? Go ahead and make me a flight roll. Anyone can do this who's taking a peek around this area. like 30 seconds okay so bender you don't see much what happens um to make you so distracted still thinking about that ship not fully in it all right you're up in space in your mind um chasworth you notice that there's some disturbed grass and it looks like the, the storm doors have been opened recently but you didn't see where Florian was looking, and you're not really sure what you're looking at. Zizix, um, you notice that there's a little bit of cotton candy on uh, one of the outward areas of the dormitory. Um, it just looks like it's been rotting there for a few weeks. You pull it off and have a sad little thought about Hokey. And Camilla, you look right at the spot that Florian was investigating. It's sort of the same area that Chasworth is looking at. It's all flattened grass in front of here. Looks like it's been pretty well trafficked. Like people have been going in and out of this space for a while. What was that? Should we go in? Into the little door? You could give it a go, yeah. Okay, Zizix, do you walk up and pull on the, the doorway? Yes. Okay. As soon as your hand touches the handle, there's a little zap. It's like a magical energy. You recognize this as a magical lock. I'm not sure why somebody would have put that on here. They're kind of expensive and difficult to make, but you don't have the tools to get through it at this moment. Okay, and as you all are investigating this area, you notice a little sound, like a squeaking balloon and a little bark. And you turn around and you see Hokey's dog, the balloon dog. It's running up to you. Ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> it's like it comes right up to you and it tries to like sniff you and lick your hand. What do you do? Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> oh. The dog didn't do anything, so I guess I, you know, pet it and give it love back. Okay. It, like, lets you pet it, and it gauges your reaction here. And sort of suddenly, as it realizes that you're not going to try and hurt it or anything, it um, moves a little more stiffly. Like it's got uh, metal pieces inside of the, the little inflated balloons now. And it turns straight at you. And with like a monotone, sort of like AI sounding voice, it says, new clown discovered. Oh no, what the heck? <laughs> Please input name. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> I don't consent to being tracked. <laughs> ah. Do not be afraid. I am not tracking you. I am tracking the clown named Hokey. 
Do you know where she is, little dog? No, I do not. But I will find her. Well, we happen to also be looking for Hoki. Scanning? Hoki not discovered on this planet. <laughs> you could do that? Do not be afraid. However, I have information. Wait, sure. I tracked Hokey during Hokey's presence at Monsters University. Would you like to know information about Hokey's whereabouts? Yes, please. Yes. Hokey had visited the library many times. I think Hokey may be associated with some people from Monsters University. Mm. Yes. Anne Pluma. Florian Seifel. Do you know the nature of this association? No. Unfortunately, I was required to maintain disguise as a dog in Hokey's presence. What are you really? I am an advanced tracking device from Clownland. Have you seen Florian recently? Yes. Florian ran towards the library. Looks like we should go to the library. Meta, Hokey's a Clownland fugitive? What? Yes, confirmed. That confirms Hoki doesn't speak for all clowns. Also, they're pretty advanced out there wherever they're from. Go to the library. Let's go. The dog does a little like bark bark and tries to follow you, Sizzix. Okay, he bops along behind you as you all head to the library. Um, you all walk in, and the library looks pretty deserted. Let me move you there. Oops. Okay, there you go. Okay, we are in the library, and you know this is like a cavernous building. It goes farther and farther and farther with the hallways. Um, you also know just to the right as you enter is Anne Pluma's office. Uh, Anne is uh, the other harpy on campus and is the janitor for your school. Some of Anne. you have interacted with her, I think. And was conveniently mentioned by the balloon dog. So you all look in and you see um, the door to Anne's office is a little bit open, but you don't hear anybody. You know when Anne is in there, she constantly plays very loud rock music. Yeah, Anne's cool. Great vibes. Oh no. 
Hmm. I'm going to do an investigation round. Okay, so you go to investigate in Anne's office? Yes. Okay, so you all head over there. You push the door open, it squeaks open. Anne's office is like floor to ceiling books. They look disorganized, but in that sort of like disorganized chaos where there's like piles that she definitely knows what they're for. Um, and there's just so much stuff. You look at Anne's desk and it's covered in papers and little sticky notes. And you take a second look and you notice that it's the same sort of like coded handwriting and sideways and backwards letters that were in Florian's message. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so let's let's investigate a little deeper. I'm gonna have everybody make uh, a roll of your choice: flight, fight, or flirt. Okay, so Zizix, what are you checking out in this office? Papers. The papers. Okay. So you're a little distracted. The dog keeps sort of like barking and you're like maybe a little nervous. You're not sure if maybe it's going to be watching you now. You're thinking about other stuff going in your head. Um, anything that you'd like to share about your inner thoughts in this moment now that you know what Hokie's true origins are? I'm nervous. I wanna... I'm wondering if we could like ask the dog specifically oh. where in library. Uh, yeah, the dog sort of saunters up to you and is like watching you look at the desk. Are we in the right spot? Can you give us a hint? <laughs> Do you know anything else? Where in the library were they? Where were they? They were in this office. You have come to the right place. Mm. However, I don't smell them now. Okay, so as you and the dog are chatting, Bender, you rolled so high, a 25 on fight. So how are you searching this office? What are you looking for? Um, I guess I'm just like kind of bagging around at like the messages and like checking what they could be or if there's any other evidence. Okay, I love it. So you're like scooting around the papers, maybe like looking for a bigger message in more than one of them. Um, and you sort of like lean back against a bookshelf as you're looking at one of these papers. And you notice that one of the books is like kind of sticking out against your back. You like wiggle a little bit and you turn around and you see that the, the spine on this book is maybe a little worn. Um, Chaz. You also notice that book sticking out of the bookshelf as Bender sort of like leans back on it. You look at it and it looks like it's made of sort of a, a leather material. Most of these books in here are sort of like kind of cheap library copies of books. This one looks like leather bound and maybe a little special. Um, Camilla, what are you looking for in here? I'm a bit lost in thought, but I am looking for signs of either of them and their, their goings on. Okay, so you are looking at the desk, uh, Anne's desk covered in papers and stuff, and you notice immediately 
a few things are written in Florian's handwriting. You maybe pull those and you're trying to focus on what they could mean. Um, Chaz and Bender, you are both in front of this bookshelf with the strange book that you've noticed. What do you want to do? Chaz is going to be like, I know what this is. And he's going to walk up and push it like it's supposed to be like a trapdoor thing or something. Okay, you push on the spine of the book and it doesn't move like at all. Normally you'd feel a little give with the book or anything, but when you push, nothing moves. It feels set in place. Just kind of puzzled there, like, yeah, usually this, uh, this works. I'm just going to try to pull it. Okay. Still not move? <laughs> you reach up and pull on sort of like the top part of the book, the part that's most worn, and you pull it towards you. And you feel like a little grinding of a gear. <laughs> and suddenly the whole bookshelf slides to the side. You look in and there is <laughs> as like a stark contrast to this very messy, antiquated looking library space. There's like a futuristic sci-fi like underlit hallway into uh, a room that looks like a little elevator space. So you tried to push on a pull door. It's kind of that. Yeah, it's the other one. Okay. <laughs> oh, brother, another secret room. <laughs> the dog runs in front of you. Yes, the scent is stronger this way. Papers with the secret writing. I feel like we need to try and find a code here. These ones you absolutely can. Um, Taliba is not here to tell you they're classified. So get some pictures. Camilla, I assume you got some good ones of the ones of Florian's handwriting. Yes, I did. Okay, so you all document this very thoroughly before you move on to the next area. One in. Okay, you step in. And there's a big lever with like a sort of like a grippy handle on it. And uh, you pull it and the doors to the elevator slowly move shut and the elevator and you start moving down, down, down. feels like you've gone 15 floors maybe. You're deep underneath the library and the door opens back up and you see this room full of little treasures on pedestals. Uh, each one of them like in a little glass case, maybe with a little instruction manual in front of it. Um, some of them have like a stand to hold them up properly so there's not weight pushed on them. But you look around and you see jewelry, charms, outfits, weapons. It looks like you could equip 17 secret spies from all of the stuff in here. It very much has like a back room in Men in Black kind of vibe. I'm speechless. <laughs> Does anything look uh, useful on it, like a, a flashlight or uh, communication? Yeah. Um, let's have everybody make a roll of your choice, and from that, I'll determine sort of what item you are gravitating towards. Okay. Um, you get a 16. One, two, three, four. 
Okay, Chasworth, you see one of these cases has like a an ornate sort of bejeweled looking cod piece. It's like uh, dark red. It looks like it's got like a matching top and outfit. It's like definitely meant to be worn as like a stripper outfit or like in a club or something. Um, and the cod piece has like little studs on the outside and like an ornate um, sort of bejeweled tongue on the front of it. You walk up to it and there's like a little open button on the front of the, the glass case. So you can crack it open if you want to. Yeah, dibs. <laughs> okay, you push the button and it goes and a little bit of fog comes out. And the like dark red and black cod piece, you pick it up. Do you try it on? Uh, I think I might save it for later. Okay, you slip that in your backpack. Never seen this side of you, Chaz. <laughs> well, I gotta stick around longer. Noted. Okay, Camilla, you rolled a 25. Okay, you pick up what sort of looks like um, a long staff. It's got like a wooden handle and the, the tip part of it looks like it may be glass or fancy metal. And it's got like ridges on one side. Looks like maybe a handle, but you grab it with your hand and it's not very ergonomic. And on the other end, it's got um, two buttons and then a third button. The two buttons are sort of regular and look like maybe they're the original theme of this creation. And the third button looks like it's been added on. Does it come with an instruction book? This one does not. It's only got the three buttons and it has like a little stand. Um, oh, I guess you have, there's a glass case on it too. You can decide to open that. I want to press the third button. The staff in your hand starts to wiggle. It vibrates a little bit. It moves sort of like a left and right motion. You turn it in your hand and on the other side of it, it's got like a branding label and it says the movable rod. <laughs> You know, do you want to yeah. you want to mess with the other buttons? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, you press one of them. And it says on it hold, and uh, the rod shifting a little bit left and right stays in that point in space. You can let go of it, and the rod doesn't drop to the ground. It just keeps its little shifting motion going. <laughs> oh, that's and I brilliant. The the other one, you press it, and suddenly it clatters to the ground. Can we follow it? It doesn't have sort of like an animate um, 
direction of its own. It's just got sort of a gentle left and right thrusting motion. Sounds like we could use it for some hands-free pleasure. That was my <laughs> second thought. I kind of like that. I'm going to keep it. Okay, Camilla, you stick that in your backpack and well-equipped. Um, we look over to Zizix. Let's see, you rolled a 13. Okay, Zizix, you approach this and it's sort of uh, a strange item. It's like a little, maybe a, a board, a plank, and it's got like a piece of like foam or maybe even like soft carpeting around a hole. And you look in the hole and you can't really see anything. Oh, my mind is just going all over the place with these um objects. One, I am confused on why we are going into this random room and stealing all these things. Shouldn't we be wondering why the, this is even here? <laughs> the bigger mysteries can wait. <laughs> There's cool toys. So I, I, I have a, a mini padded glory hole, a portable glory hole. <laughs> it appears so. Um, you look on the bottom of it, it's got little like uh, fancy lettering and it says, Holy Hole of Demeter. You remember the Church it. of Demeter people, don't y'all? <laughs> I want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Zix, you want to play with it or are you sticking this one in your backpack for later? Take it for later. Okay, and Bender, you rolled, ooh, 23. Okay, this one's fun. Um, so you see, like, this one's a big case, like a big um, standing on, like, a, it would fit a mannequin style glass case. And it's got, like, a little red bucket on the inside, uh, which is kind of strange in this big of a case. Um, and coming out of the bucket is like a little red tail, like a demon tail. Do imps have tails? You've seen a few at this point. Yes, they do. I'm gonna reach for the imp bucket. I don't know if it's yeah. an imp bucket. <laughs> you pick it up and there's nothing live inside, but um, the sort of like red pigment inside looks a little wiggly, like paint. Let's scoop it up. Yeah, you put your hand into it. And as soon as you make contact with the liquid, it starts sort of like flowing up your arm. And you see your hand covered in this red, growing little claws and it like moves up your arm, up your arm. You can see it turning your flesh red. And it's sort of like, not very tightly, it's like a gentle um, enchantment, I would say. Um, but you feel it like, changing the shape of your body a little bit to look more like an imp. And you look back, sure enough, you've got a little imp tail poking out. You feel up, you have little horns now. Am I shorter? Like, am I, like, little imp size? 
Um, the enchantment has tried to compress you a little bit, but it can't change your body shape really drastically. So you're a little bit shorter and definitely more imp-like. Whoa, Bender, what happened? I think I found an imp fursuit. <laughs> I'm going to try like an imp cackle, see if it works. It sounds much more empty than your usual one. <laughs> I'm just going to keep wearing it for the moment, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you are disguised as a slightly undead-looking imp. <laughs> and um, a lot of you have your treasures now, and you're sort of like moving through this room. There's more stuff if you would like to look at more things. Um, you can now also investigate like maybe the greater purpose of this room and what's going on in here. Yeah, I think I'd be interested in investigating the rest of the room. Okay, so you look up and around, and looks like there's meeting halls on the side. Little uh, rooms full of plans and maps and drawings and diagrams. And you move into one of them, and it looks like they're tracking the imps in town. There's like a, you know, Charlie Day meme sort of like uh, thing on the wall with lots of like red string pinning two areas together and um, notes like more of them appeared today. You all are checking this space out and suddenly you hear a little crackle in another room and a radio like uh, on a low sound, and it talks about, uh, yes, you move toward the radio and you can hear it talking about, uh, it's like a police radio. It's like, yeah, there's a big floating demon balloon down by the Air Force Base. Uh, I'm gonna call in the military on this one. I repeat, back off, force, move off. We're calling in the military on this one. What's that? I'm sorry, you're quiet. Do we go to the room where that's coming from? Yeah. Okay, you will all go to that room, and there's a big map of Las Vegas on the table, and there's a bunch of little, like, playing pieces. Um, there's, like, a little uh, house over by Monsters University, and there's a tiny Mistress Taliba, and you see Castle Navaria, and someone has squished the model of it. Um, you see the mansion just off of campus um, that you all have investigated. It's got sort of all of the big monster university um, landmarks, as well as things in town. You see the club that you've been to. You see Gears um, mechanic shop also in town. And it looks like somebody is just kind of keeping track. There's like notes of everybody's intentions and everybody's goals. Are there any insignias, like, to, on the books or cups or things or something? God, tell us where these people are. Yes, you see a few insignias. One thing that you see repeated a lot are the words, or the, the letters, C-A-J, sort of, like, written on stickers, and you can see it, like, maybe in graffiti on a wall. Um, and the sort of, like, branding thing that's on mugs is... Um, they have an insignia that's uh, a stick of dynamite crossed with a feather, like uh, crossbones, right? And in the foreground, there's B-S. 
It looks maybe a little crudely done, like not official. So a lot of you are looking around, searching through these papers, trying to figure out what's happening in here. And you're slowly developing this picture of like people who are keeping track of the enforces, um, people who are keeping track of the power players in Monsters University and in Las Vegas, like who is doing what. Um, and suddenly you hear the elevator start. It moves up from your floor, up to the top floor, and you can hear it moving in the shaft. You know you have about two minutes until the elevator is probably going to be coming back down with somebody in it. Uh, quick, everyone hide. Okay, can I get a stealth roll? You can use a physical, a fight, or a flight roll. Everybody who would like to be hiding. Okay, some really good stealth rolls, y'all. So, as you hear the elevator start moving back down, all of you scatter and find a place um, hidden behind a table underneath a desk in the police scanner room underneath the radio. Um, and coming down, you see two harpies with a big wingspan. Um, one of them you know to be Anne, the other you know to be Florian. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I brought the elevator back up. I, I couldn't have gotten out without it. There must be somebody down here. Florian, you didn't invite any of your friends, did you? Florian's like, no. I told you, I haven't invited Camilla yet. I'm just nervous what she's going to think of me. And it's like, oh, don't you know, your friends are going to love you no matter what. Um, you're not doing anything too crazy. And, you know, um, kids will be kids. Jump out, Camilla. <laughs> Florian is like, yes, I just, I really don't want to screw this one up. I, I like Camilla a lot. And, you know, sometimes I struggle with... Uh, telling people everything. Anne is like, um, she's like continuing to talk casually with Florian, but she's got like a very um, sort of hardened look. And she's like clearing all of the rooms. You can see from your various hiding spots, you see her moving around. She's sort of like reaching for her back pocket. She might have a weapon in there even. She's um, acting casual, but she's going to make sure that there's not anybody in here. It's going to endanger the place. Can I have everybody make me one more stealth roll? I know, I know, y'all. Yeah. Again, nothing under a 15. You all remain hidden if you choose to. Florian and Anne sort of clear the place. And they sit down. Florian sort of like puts her head in her hands. Yeah, I just, I sort of wanted to find something before I told anybody, you know? Because right now it feels like we're grasping at straws. We don't know what anyone's motivations are. I just, I want to have something concrete before I tell Camilla. Tell Camilla what? <laughs> you pop out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I didn't want you to find out this way. I'm sort of glad you did, though. Now at least I have to tell you. Come, sit. And can we have a minute? And it's like, oh, sure, you kids get to it. You know, I'll be in the other room checking on the police scanners. Florian sort of like sits at the table and she reaches a hand across the table to you and she says, Camilla, I'm sorry. I should have told you this right away. Told me what? Have you heard of the Brim Seekers? Have I heard of them? You might have. They're sort of like a local legend around Las Vegas monster communities. Um, they were a resistance fighting community in the 70s. I didn't think they existed anymore. Yeah, well, officially, we don't. But unofficially, I'm on the head. And I've been working really hard at trying to figure out why all these imps are coming back. We just can't figure it out. We knew in the 70s it was Camilla, uh, not Camilla, it was Carnilla. <laughs> and this time I don't know if it is. I don't think it's the same imps as the, that were coming up in the 70s. These ones are darker, deeper. They're not cute and horny. There's no incubi coming through Las Vegas. These are imps looking for destruction. And the Brim Seekers, well, they might be our only chance against them. We all know the lawyers from hell aren't going to do anything. Anyway, I, I just hope you can forgive me. And I'd like to ask you formally, would you like to join the Brim Seekers? Of course I can forgive you. I wish you had told me sooner, but I understand why you would keep this hush-hush. Um, how can I help? You look like, like a 10-pound weight has been lifted off of Florian's chest. She's like, yes, thank you so much for understanding. I knew you would. I just, I've told people in the past and it hasn't gone well. I, uh... Truth be told right now, I don't know how you can help. I mean, you ever heard what I was saying to Anne? We really don't know why what's moving is moving. We have some suspicions, some leads to follow up on, but the mystery is still big. Monsters University, Las Vegas is big. It's full of lots of different types of monsters, which lots of different types of things they want. What I need more than anything is a force to investigate. I need you. Maybe your friends. We need more eyes on the ground. I'm sure my friends would love to help. Why don't you guys come out here and join in the conversation? <laughs> oh, hey, hello. <laughs> Anne uh, looks surprised, and Anne is like, oh, come on out, kids. <laughs> Just uh, checking out your Trampling little... Out. Florian looks at all of you and is like, I'm deeply sorry for lying. But this is serious, and I need to know that you won't go telling any of the teachers here at Monsters University. The Brim Seekers officially don't exist, and we need to stay that way. Why is that the case? I mean, it seems like if you are a little more in the open, you can get some 
help from the teachers and things here? Perhaps like an institution like Monsters U would ever support us. Our mission's a little too radical for them. Monsters University, that's an employer. Us brim seekers, we are anti-work. <laughs> Haven't you seen our insignias? And she like points on the wall with the little graffiti. Uh, it's like a C-A-J. You know what that stands for? No, I don't. <laughs> Comrades against jobs. You know I hate work. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she does like the little <laughs> sign thing. <laughs> All right. Let me fill you in on the plan. And with that, I think we will head to break and we will come back and learn about the Brim Seekers and Florian's plan. What is happening here at Monsters University? We'll see you in five minutes, y'all. Hello, and welcome back to the second half of Monsters University, episode 15. So we have just discovered the Resistance Fighters. Um, their official title is the Brim Seekers, and they operate beneath the library. And in the 70s, they were headed up by um, school janitor Anne Pluma. And now in these times, they're headed up by Florian. So you all have been receiving a lecture by Anne. She's like, oh, you know, back in the 70s, we were real upset about Carnilla's ideas about putting us all to work in her little horny brothels and, uh, you know, uh, dungeons and stuff. You know, we're real anti-work around here. So, um we were, uh, you know, fighting against that. And, you know, she gives you like a whole history lesson about like the ways that they used to fight the imps in the 70s and how that sort of like um, that fighting went. And at the time that you're all sort of like falling asleep about it, um, Florian is like, oh, Anne, we need to get to what's happening now. We really don't know. It could be Carnilla again, but it could be something else. We felt a lot of powers that are affecting Monsters University in these times. and. I'm really following up on one that I think is maybe making a, a negative impact here, weakening the veil between hell and here, sending these imps our way. And I'm pretty sure it's under your residence hall, Camilla. Oh, you're muted. Can you give me a little more detail? Yeah, here's the thing, I don't know much. I've been following and watching what's going on there. Mistress Taliba has like a little group of people who are in the know about what's going on, right? Her and Professor Grutilda, um, Professor um, Ayard, the English professor, the vampire. Um, and Professor Grutilda's got an assistant, Hasno, you know, the, the water nymph. And the three of them have been meeting up underneath the residence hall. They go every other week at least one of them, sometimes all three of them, and they go down in that basement. I can't figure out why, and I haven't been able to get past the magical lock yet. But Anne's been working on something for us, and it's like, oh yeah, it's just about finished. And she like puts on a welding mask and like, it's like fixing a little machine in the back. Well, I mean, yeah. this is monsters. You, everyone's got like secret basements and stuff, and we just found y'all's. I know, I know, but. Jaliba's got her own secret basements in her own mansion, not here on campus. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's been a lot of suspicious activity in the residence halls. Mm -hmm. It's been strange. You know, 
There are a lot of deaths there lately. I don't know exactly what it could be, but I've been keeping track of everyone who's been going into that residence hall basement and there's too many people going in and not enough coming out. Any names we know? Um, you mean people you recognize that have gone in there? Yeah. Well, besides the professors, sometimes they bring a human or two. I don't know, they might be feeding something under there. Zizix, did you say something? So we know how they died, but that kind of just answered it. If they don't come out, I guess we don't really know. <laughs> well, Anne's built me this device, and it was this morning that I saw it was Hasno and Gruntilda going there, going in there. So they won't be in there for another two weeks. I was going to go check it tonight. Whatever's in there has just been fed. It's as safe as it's ever going to be. Hmm. Does uh, Hokey figure into this any kind of way? You know, I thought so. And I tried to reach out to Hokey, but Hokey found out what we were doing. They were powerful, stronger than any clown I've ever met. No offense, Sissix. Hokey was something else. He found out what we were doing, and she tried to use it against us somehow. I don't know. She was a little too radical, even for us. You know, C-A-J, but uh, we're not here to kill people. Is that what the note was about? Well, you know, I thought she was a promising prospect for the broom seekers at first, but it turns out that she had some other goals in mind. We weren't exactly on board with, you know, sucking monsters through straws and all. That's also valid. I'm so glad you came home safe from that, by the way. Well, Headmistress Taliba found your note. So she will be investigating you for any connections to Hoki. <sighs> you mean Mistress Taliba has seen the coded notes? She knows, at least she couldn't read them, but she knows that we were sending them. Mm. It'll only take them a few, I don't know, a few days to trace that back to the broom seekers. We better move fast. Whatever, whatever we're gonna do, we need to make a move now. All right, are you ready to go with me? Will you help me find out what's under your dorms? What do you think, gang? Yes. Join us, comrades. The school gets into it. Sorry, what was that, Jess? Oh, it might be our only chance to figure out what's happening before the school starts putting in. Yes, our only chance. We must take it. Okay. Anne turns around and she's got like a little device. And it looks like a, a lockpick almost, but it's got like a really, really thin, pokey, stabby thing that comes out. And she like pushes a little button on it and it goes, Bzzz. a little shoot of electricity comes out. And it's like, oh yeah, this should work now. Um, go ahead and give it a shot. It should uh, shut down that um, 
magical lock over there so you can all get in and stuff, you know? Mm. And hey, be safe. You don't want to lose any other agents around here, you know? That small numbers as it is. Other agents? Did the previous something happen to the other agents? Oh, yeah. We lost one last month. Um, it was real sad. How do you lose them? Well, she was our best operative. A little fairy named Bella. She went on an investigation run down into the basement here and she never came back. You know, she's so small, she might have got lost somewhere. Don't you know? It's uh, it's crazy out there flying around as a fairy. She mm. was real good. If you could find out what happened to her, I'd be grateful. Certainly keep an eye out. All right. Well, you all want something else from the archive? Might be useful to keep you safe. What was that? Um, Cod PC we saw in there? What does that one do exactly? Is that going to be helpful? Ooh, you saw the cod piece of tongues. How fun with that one. <laughs> I don't know if it's really going to be useful in today's episode. We used to use that when we were, you know, uh, infiltrating Carnilla's brothels. We mm. had to pose as workers and, you know, you get something exciting like that, keep your customers occupied while you're uh, investigating. <laughs> Good to know. That to know. explains the javelin of jackhammering. <laughs> and also turns towards you, Bender, and says, oh, and if uh, if you want to take that off, you know, you look real cute in it at all, but uh, maybe it's a little dangerous to walk around being an imp these days. You know, uh, you want to take it off, you just tell it, fuck work. Fuck work. <laughs> You feel the, like, red paint sliding off of you, and it all collects in the bucket, which is to your side, and the little imp tail hangs out of it. This plank is. What was that? Can you tell me what this plank is? The plank with the hole that I... Oh, oh yeah, that's another one of our toys from the brothel infiltration days. You know, I used to use that one on my, my friends while I was, uh, you know practicing other stuff and searching the place and stealing money and you know all sorts of fun things but that's the uh let's see what did i call it the holy hole of demeter that'll take you right to the church of demeter's worship space and you know what they're always doing in there demeter is a fertility goddess you know praise be <laughs> good times good times do you have anything that might be of use to us in the basement? Oh, I have a few things. Let me go and take a look at my little stores here. Um. All right, all right. So we got a few little things. See, I don't know what you're going to run into down there. Are they demons? Are you going to find a big succubus? Is this a Carnilla thing? So take a little of everything. See what you think. And she hands to Zizix a little tiny bottle. Looks like eye drops, but it's like a, an ornate little bottle with like a big purple lid on the top. She says, okay, only use this when you're ready. Don't test this one out if you're not ready. Uh, these are our seduction drops. Just a little drop in your eyes, and the next person you lock eyes with, you cast a charm spell on them. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, give that one in combo with your new holy hole, and uh, you got someone distracted all evening. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Chaz, you were interested in the cod piece, yes? Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you're also going to need something to keep yourself safe. And she pulls out the tiniest little gun that you've ever seen. It's like an inch long. All right, all right, be careful with this thing. It's the most powerful weapon we got in the store. She uh, pulls it out of its little case and hands it to you. I'm serious. You can blow yourself up with this thing if you point it in the wrong direction. Sure, it looks a little, a little small. What was that? I said it looks a little small. Are you, are you sure this is the, the one? Oh, I'm sure. I made it myself. <laughs> you be careful with that thing. Chaz, you like look at it and inspect it, and it says on the side, tiny gun. <laughs> okay, 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 what else do we have here? Camilla, you have the immovable, oh, the movable rod, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Um, Anne sort of looks at what you've got in your backpack, and she says, hmm, hmm. I know what will go with that real well. She goes into her um, box of exciting things and she picks up two little nipple ring charms. And they're like sort of clip-ons. You don't have to be pierced to wear them. She says, you might get a little use out of this with that. Um, these are Hathor's charm, little nipple rings. And you can see they got like a little cow hanging from them. I don't want to ruin any surprises, but uh, put them on when you need to be a distraction. Okay, so you've got little Hathor's charm rings. Um, and Bender, you have the disguise suit, the Hellion disguise suit. Anne looks around, and she reaches back for um, a long rope, and it's sort of like golden, like a Wonder Woman rope. Um, she hands it over and says, okay, this one's another voice-activated one. You can tell it to go by telling it, Rimseeker's go. And you see the rope, like, kind of stands up and coils around one of her arms. She's like, oh, yeah, do a nice little harness on me. And it, like, slithers around and, like, kind of auto-creates a harness on her. This is our animated shibari rope. And, uh, you know, it comes in helpful in many useful situations. Not just kiki ones, but those ones, too. She awesome. like kind of hooks the shibari rope to uh, a little pole and says, "Look at that! It's strong." Okay, this one goes off the same way, and she like whispers to the rope, "Fuck work." It slides off her body, and she hands it over. Okay, okay. You let me know if you think you need anything else. I, uh, you know, we got a big store here. I just want to keep you all safe when you're operating. Okay, kids, be careful. Florian stands up and she's like, we will. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, so you all head out equipped and sort of nervous back towards the dormitories. You've done this walk a hundred times, maybe. You've been in school, but 
feels a little different right now. Walking over, you're not sure what you've been sleeping above. You're a little afraid of what lurks below. So, let me take you over there. Okay, <clears throat> you all head to the side of the building and Florian pulls out the little um, the shocker thing that will remove the magical lock. She's fiddling with it. She says, okay, keep watch for me. She's gonna go try and pick the lock. Mm. Gonna keep watch. Okay, you don't see anybody. You've got your little dog nearby who would also alert you if somebody came through. Checking out, you're making sure nobody's coming by. Suddenly you see Professor Gruntilda walking down. She was one of the people who um, Florian and Anna said were in the inner circle. She's like a big frost giant and she's nose deep in a book. She doesn't look like she's paying much attention. and see where they go or continue doing what they're doing. As you're debating, Florian is like, I got it. The magical lock, it's disabled. It'll come back in the next 10 minutes, so we need to go down now. All right, quick. Okay, Florian throws one of the doors open. It's like, quick, quick, come on, friends. Uh -oh. Zoom in. Got some small tech problems we've lost somebody. Okay, everybody comes flying in. Oh. Okay, one moment and we will go back to the right spots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all go into the basement. And um, as soon as you come in, you see... Okay, you open it up and you see uh, a long hallway looks like it's like a slow ramp down beneath the school and um you all start trekking down there's like the occasional drip of water in the background you can hear a boiler <coughs> going in the other room but you can't really get anywhere besides going down this hallway it's like down you turn left you turn right you turn left again it doesn't seem like it should be possible but you're heading deeper and deeper below this school it gets colder colder still another five ten degrees colder some of you are loving it some of you are very cold i think uh camilla and bender you would kind of be enjoying the, the frosty weather and maybe chaz and zizix are not having a great time in the cold well i sleep in a cooler so i'm good that's right good call good call <laughs> <laughs> so as you keep moving deeper and deeper this impossible hallway overlaps itself again and again. And you look to your left and there's doors. The doors overlap each other too. You crack one open and it opens fully. And you crack open the overlapping door and it opens fully into somewhere else. You can tell that direction doesn't mean much down here and the doors will point you wherever they need you to go. And as you walk further and further, some of the doors have symbols on them. You see eyes. You see cult of Demeter symbols. You see cryptic symbols that you don't understand that look older than maybe anything that you've seen written. 
you see tentacles and mouths and giant noses and big hands. Um, and each of these doors has a little symbol on it. Um, as you were looking, Florian is sort of like investigating, like full ranger mode, like tracking footprints on the ground and trying to figure out where people were going. And she's got like a little notebook and she's writing down all her observations. She says, okay, help me try and figure out where they went. I know it was down in here. I see Hasno's little wet footprints coming back out. But I don't know which, which door they went into. We try and figure uh, out too with the rule. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> so, are you going to check out footprints? Are you going to look at the doors? Are you thinking about the hallway? I think uh, I'm going to try and investigate the doors and symbols. Okay, so give me a maybe a flight roll for that. Anybody else who wants to is free to as well. Oh, we lost Dolly again. I want to investigate the ground near. Okay, perfect. So give me, let's say, a flight roll for that as well. Good, I guess right. Okay. So, Chaz, with an 18, you recognize some of these symbols. The mouth, you've seen that before. It's uh, a symbol that's associated with the cult of Hadar, like an ancient cult about um, devouring souls. You see um, the cult of Demeter, the stag horns associated with her. Um, and the door for that one looks almost like lush, like there's moss growing on it. Um, you definitely recognize a few of these doors. You've never really heard of anything like this, sort of like a, almost a connection hub between all of these different concepts and ideas and gods. Um, so you're peeking around and you're not quite sure what's going on, but you think that this might be sort of like a way to get through to all of these creatures, entities, cults. Mm -hmm. Um, Bender, you were looking at the doors also. You get yep. completely fixated on one of them. It shows a grave and an undead hand coming out. And it smells like grave dirt. It smells like home. It smells like death. You touch the door a little bit. It feels cold, but not too cold. Just like your hand. And as you are sort of getting closer and closer to the door, Camilla, you're walking through the hallway, looking at the wet footsteps of Hasno, the water elemental that were pointed out. You're looking at, um, what is that? It's a little bone. Pick it up. It's like a chicken bone. Looks pretty fresh, like what they're serving at the cafeteria. And then you see a little bit further along the hallway, a discarded little packet, like of uh, greasy fries and stuff. Looks like maybe Gruntilda was having a snack and throwing away little pieces of it. So um, with all of you together, you managed to track down sort of the area that Gruntilda and Hasno had gone into. There's like three doors in this space. The big one with the, the grave hand is one of them. Uh, one of them with an eye on like a pyramid with like a beam of light coming out of the top of it is another. And then the Cult of Demeter, 
with the staghorns is the third in this area. Is there like an in-universe way to check if like they're enchanted or trapped doors? Yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead and make a fight roll or a flight roll for that. Okay. Ooh, 25. So you take a look at these doors. It looks like they're magical. They've got sort of like an aura of, especially the, the undead one you see has like a, a deeply powerful undead aura around it. But you can't see any traps. Nothing that's going to prevent you from opening the door. They don't even look locked. They don't look like there's a lock on them. Okay, so like the door itself is enchanted, but it's probably not going to hurt us. Yes, it's magical, but not designed to destroy you immediately. <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe we check out the uh, Cult of Demeter one. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Florian, yeah. that, looks like, that looks like the safest. I want to avoid the grave one. Well, we can only hope we get it right the first time. Okay, friends, I'll go first. <sighs> Florian cracks open the door. You all look in. Um, you see sort of nothing for a second, and the door resolves like a little magical mirror. And you can see through, and it's maybe 200 feet in the air. And below you, there's like a big stone circle um, looks kind of like Stonehenge, but the stones are in little pyramid shapes instead of like big square blocks. Um, and there's a ritual happening in, in the center. There's like a, a big pole and people are doing a dance around. There's like people wearing big flowy skirts, like doing a sort of choreographed looking dance. There's people who are maybe doing some less choreographed stuff. And then there's like a, a ritual space where there's like some clearly choreographed like sex stuff happening. Um, and you can't really see the details from this far up, but you're sure that this is a worship of, of Demeter. You can see the little stag horns in their costumes and stuff. Hmm. Florian looks down at the dust around the like corners of the door. She says, I don't think that's where they went in. This looks undisturbed in at least a few hundred years. She sort of like looks down over. Is anybody else looking maybe really closely through the door or has approached the door frame and touched it? No reason, just asking. Uh, yeah, I was looking at investigating it. Okay, so Chaz, you come a little closer and you like put your hand on the door frame to look a little closer. And suddenly in the back of your head, you hear jump, jump, join us, join us, jump through the door, come join us. 
I'm going to take my hand off the door and see if it continues. You hear it a little softer now, but you hear the call. See what else here in that? Yeah, a little. Hmm. Florian looks at you as you say that. She was also close to the door, touching it. Yes. Um, maybe we should jump through this door. <laughs> Florian slams it shut. No. <laughs> These powers, they're stronger than you think. If we go through, we might not come back. She like looks at the floor around and says, okay, it looks like people have gone into both of these other doors. The cult of Demeter has been undisturbed, but people have gone through this one and this one. And she points at the door with the grave and the door with the eye and the pyramid. Try the Illuminati door. Just be careful. Don't try not to touch the frame, if you would. I think that's messing with the heads or something. Okay. All right. Um, Camilla, you are closest to this one. So you reach over and pull the door open? Yes, I do. Okay. So you crack this one open and you look in and you see immediately, you see the like discarded bits of the rest of Professor Grintilda's snack around. There's another chicken bone and another piece of like greasy paper. And then you look up a little bit and you see a a castle, almost like a a giant crumbling mansion made of stone. There's in the front two big fountains with red liquid spraying out of them and pooling around. Um, And in front of you, there's like a big 20 foot black moat with like liquid tar this like deep dark oily substance in it um and you see there's no real bridge or way to get across to this castle um there's the big black moat in the way but on the other side there's tons of almost like gargoyles like you camilla and then you realize no they're statues there's tons of them When you say, like, giant castle, do you mean, like, the castle's big or it's like a castle for giants? Maybe both. The front door is tall and huge. You don't see anything that would really give you a size of scale, um, but the castle looks huge from here. Florian points at the chicken bones and she says, this is it. Let's go, friends. Okay. Okay. This one you don't have to jump from 200 feet, so you just step through the doorway. But as soon as you do, it feels like all of the the sound and noise of the boiler room behind you is like sucked away, and you are in this like silence. There's no birds. There's no breeze fluttering the trees or anything. It's Mm -hmm. quiet. Too quiet here. And you step through, there's a little pathway that leads you right up to the edge of the black moat. As you get closer, you can see those statues on the other side. They look like monsters. All of them maybe a little scared or in strange positions. They look really detailed. Mm-hmm. 
Do we recognize any? Not from here. They're a little far away. Um, and you see to the left, to the right, rubble, boards, and bricks torn from other buildings, uh, maybe even torn from this castle. Um, but there doesn't look to be a way across this moat. Do a little more investigating. You see um, Florian sort of pops up. She's like doing the Aragorn thing. Like, okay, over here I can see a little wet spot and two giant footprints. My conclusion, they came back across this way. Quintilda tossed our little water nymph friend. He left a splash here and then jumped across herself. Let's roll the trail. All right. So I have no trouble getting across. And she like unfurls her big wings. But I don't know if I can carry all of you. Camilla, maybe you could jump? Matilda could jump, I could jump. Yeah, it's not that far. And it's only, oh, 30 feet down. Okay, give us a fight roll if you were going to jump across. If you have another plan to get across, let me know. If you are maybe somebody who's very light, um, Florian could carry you across. Go rope out of balloons. You could, you could. Okay, Camilla. Oh, is that a new one? It's 26? Yep. Okay, you do a little running jump and you leap across and you almost overshoot it. You look fancy, you look spectacular flying through the air. Your little wings behind you. Yeah. Um, Bender, what's your method of getting across? Uh, running leap. A running leap, and you also nail it. You maybe don't look quite as graceful as Camilla in the air, but you land on the other end, totally safe. Um, Chaz, what is your plan to get across? I'm gonna try to jump and then do a tuck and roll when I land. Okay. So your jump goes off and you land on the other side and you try to tuck and roll, but you landed right on the edge. So you sort of like <laughs> hit the side and your arms are up and your legs are down. You have to sort of scrabble your way up. It's much <laughs> less graceful, but you do make it across safely. And Zizix, what's your plan? Oh, you're muted. Sorry, I'm scrambling. Um, <laughs> I thought I would make a rope out of my balloons, but uh, I don't know if I make it. <laughs> okay, a 10. It's not the greatest roll in the world, but you do make it across safe. You make a little balloon rope and you toss it across and uh, maybe Camilla catches it on the other side. And you kind of go to pull yourself up on the balloon and you realize you're not quite strong enough to make this work. So Camilla has to pull you up the last few feet. I got you, fam. Okay, friends, you have all made it across. So you turn around, and you're confronted by 20, 30, 50 statues of monsters, life-size, so realistic. You're looking around, and you don't recognize any of them. There's a lot of humans in here, too, actually. You thought it was just monsters from the other side, and there are the occasional tiefling with big horns or... Uh, rock golem that's been stunned to stone. Um, you don't see anybody you recognize. Okay. 
you do see the big entrance to the castle with the blood fountain on either side. Um, the like red bubbly liquid pouring out of the top of the fountain and providing the only source of noise in this area. Hmm. Is it blood? Sure looks like it. You can go investigate if you like. Can I take a sniff and see if it smells like blood? It smells worse than blood. Rotten and putrid and like it hasn't been changed. Don't like that. Talk to their blood guy. So you're inspecting the fountain and checking it out, and suddenly you see, just on the side of the fountain, a little teeny stone fairy. Florian comes over and is like, no, she couldn't have got here. She made it all the way here. What are you talking about, Fanny? That's her. That's Bloom. Florian, like, picks up the little stone statue of a fairy. I know. I I recognize the little ring she's wearing. Anne made that. You're saying she was turned to stone? This is one of your ancients? I don't know. Maybe it's a trick. You don't see people you know in here, do you? I don't think so. No? Well, friends, maybe we've stepped into a realm where things are dangerous. Truly, watch your back. And just know, not everything you see might be real. There are forces, monstrous forces, with... uh, Intentions greater than knowability. And I don't know. I feel their eyes watching us. That is the door we entered, isn't it? With the eye on it. We are observed. Move carefully. Florian sort of like motions to you all and starts moving towards the front of the castle stealthily, trying not to make any noise or draw attention. It's very quiet here. You all walk into the big front hall area and it looks like everything is boarded up in here. Um, This castle hasn't been used in a long time, but there is one little pathway that is frequently used. There's like a a little um, runner mat that leads straight to a basement door. And the basement door is open, and you can see some light coming from down there. Basements on basements. Yeah, this place seems like you look up, and there's sky. It's like not inside a basement anymore. It seems like you've gone into another plane entirely. Okay, so you move into the basement, and there's like stacks and stacks of old computers and magazines. And it looks like a, a hoarder house situation, like um, piles and piles of takeout food, piles of uh, 
um, self-help books and a pile of newspapers from the 1960s. And you are looking around and finally you see where the source of the light is. There's a big computer on one end of this place. And it looks to be sort of like an older computer, not like a supercomputer or anything, just like an older PC. And there's somebody typing at it. You can hear the click, click, click of their nails on the keyboard. And you can see this person's hair sort of animated, moving around them. It's like big snakes. You can see their little slit tongues sticking out and looking around the room. You know, if any of you come closer, you might be spotted. Mm. This person doesn't notice you yet, though. They're just clicking away at their keyboard. Well, do we, do we rush them? Do we know about, like, Gorgons, naturally? Can we assume that we're going to get turned to... Okay. Yeah, you can draw some conclusions based on the amount of statues of uh, humanoid well, things that you found. Won't she make us a statue if we get too close? That's a can lot I of eyes in those snakes. Stone if I already have stone? Florian looks at you and says, I don't know. Would the magic even work? She, like, touches your stone bicep. I can't imagine it would. Prefer not to find out. Right. We could blindfold ourselves. Yes. Good. Very helpful. Um, Florian sort of like reaches down and tears big strips of her shirt, like turning it into a crop top, and she hands them out to everybody. Tie this around your eyes. Okay. Okay. It's my operation. I'll do it. And she like walks forward. Hail! <laughs> all of a sudden, you see all of the snakes in the Gorgon's head, sort of like focus in on this new thing, and they're all like hissing and spitting. And you see them turn around in their computer chair, and uh, it's sort of like a fresh-faced younger girl. Um, She's got like this big, crazy amount of snakes on her head, but as soon as she sees that you aren't um, holding out weapons or approaching her aggressively, she says, oh, hey, uh, you must be here for carbon dating. Come on in, come on in, we'll get your profiles ready. Oh yeah, I see you back there. Don't be shy, you big old hunk of rock. Come on, come on. She's like pointing at you, Camilla. <laughs> We're a little confused, uh, actually. We're trying to find out what's happening here. Oh, well, you've come to my office. Um, you know, we run carbon dating out of here. It's the matchmaking service for uh, gargoyles and stone foxes and those who love the minerals. <laughs> I've already got a girlfriend, thanks. Oh, that's all right. We'll keep yourself on file for later. Let's get a few pictures, some headshots, you know, something real classy. Or is that not why you're here? 
No, we're looking for some uh, missing folks, actually. Oh, did you find them in my collection outside? Um, one little tiny fairy, I believe, was uh, one of the people we're looking for. We did see that one. You see Florian is, like, holding her in the hand. Oh, well, unfortunately, she was a nosy little fairy. She put her uh, fingers where they didn't belong and was trying to sneak downstairs past me. And, you know, I don't take very kindly to that, unfortunately. Well, who could blame you? Who could blame you? That's, that's rude. That is of rude. Of course, it's so rude. Anyway, I'm being rude. I haven't even introduced myself to you. My name's Zola. It's very nice to see you. And if you're not here for carbon dating, then I'm unfortunately going to have to ask you to leave. That sounds uh, amendable. Is there a way we can maybe get our friend, uh, you know, reverse fleshy again? Hmm. Well, I guess I could do that for you, but you have to promise me that you're not going to come investigating down here again. No, absolutely not. Yeah? Okay, okay, hand her over. And Florian sort of, like, cautiously approaches and, like, hands her the tiny stone fairy. And one of her snakes, like, reaches out and gives it, like, a little kiss with its tongue. And then you see it sort of, like, defrost. She isn't really moving or anything. She looks like maybe she's uh, still taking some time to come around, but she looks alive. Well, um... Okay, anyone else got any questions for Zola? Maybe we should, uh, leave. You see Zola is like, yes, you probably should. And is sort of like, nervously looking over towards a door. Not the door you came in, by the way. How does the fairy react to being reanimated? It's still she unconscious. Like She's not okay. She's not coming around quite yet. She looks alive. She's breathing clearly. Thanks again for your hospitality and uh, you know being so so nice, Sola. Uh, if you ever come up to Monsters U, you know, uh, look us up. We'll hook you up. Show you around. Oh, you know, I don't leave the house anymore. That's for people who like going out. You know, I have everything I want on carbon dating. Got my boyfriends and we chat online. And, you know, if you ever want to play uh, World of Monsters online, you know, I get into that. So I can give you my invite code. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately going to have to ask you not to come down here again. And if I see you, I'll have to turn you into a stone. It's what they pay me for. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Who pays you this? Oh, well, the school, obviously. <clears throat> they installed me here. So all those statues are trespassers? Yeah. I'm doing a good job, aren't I? Seems like it. <laughs> of course. And you'll have to tell the, the headmistress that, right? Taliba? Yes. Next time you see her, give me a good review. We will talk to her about about you and this and everything immediately. Yes. Oh yeah, and I have Gruntilda's book. Can you bring it up to her? She brings like a little smutty novel with like a half-naked dude on the front. She's like, I just finished it last week. And it was a uh, steamy one. Tell her I'd like the second. 
We'll make sure she gets it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It was so nice meeting you. You know, not very many people come down here and I get kind of lonely, but, uh, you know, it pays well. <laughs> okay, friends, get out of my dungeon. <laughs> okay. Or I'll have to turn you to stone. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say we, we get out of here, friends? Let's do it. Great. I'm so excited not to have to kill you. I really am. Okay. And you all head back out to the endless liminal hallway full of doors that don't work right. And you head back to your residence halls. This mystery will have to be solved on another day because that is about time for us, friends. So we'll find out what the hell is going on down here. Um, and now you've met my Gorgon, whose name is Zola, who runs Carbon Dating. <laughs> yes, I did put a cheese pun in this. Love the pun. Okay, y'all. So let's go around and introduce ourselves again and tell everybody where they can find you if they want more. Uh, let's start with Dahlia this time. Down here. And you can find me on Twitter at DvonKnightXXX. Awesome. Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div. I played Bender. Uh, you can find me as Girlbot Div and Google that name. <laughs> okay, Ricky. Hey, I'm Ricky X. I was playing Chasworth. You can find me at RickyXXXRails on Twitter and other places. I'm Roxy. I'm Roxy Mom. Find me on Twitter at Roxy Mom. That's Roxy with two X's and an IE. I played Camille today, and I hope you enjoyed. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, y'all. Uh, a reminder that you can play with us right here at twitch.tv slash Jane Judge every Tuesday live at 7 p.m. Pacific. And if you miss it or you want to catch everyone or you just want to support an awesome mutual aid group, come by at Thursdays at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash suede collective. Um, Suede is a group that does mutual aid in the form of cash grants and harm reduction supplies for sex workers. So it's a really cool cause to support. And uh, we'd love to see you there. So with that, we will end tonight's Monsters University and find out the secrets next week. Doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> Good night, Monsters.